Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan, Honor System, and Declan have escaped the Hyperloop and are closing in on the executives. Declan delivered an expert warning shot to scare the conductor. Honor System flashed binary Morse code to get the train to stop. And Alan fireballed two executives before she was hit by the slowed down train. What will happen now they've reached Citadel Station? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. So as you move forward off of the platform, um, you enter a sort of large open um, space that leads to two uh, wide escalators uh, that have kind of those those uh, toothed metallic stairs um, just kind of ascending um, upward uh, towards Citadel Station. You notice that um, both sets of uh, uh, escalators are moving upward right now. Um, neither is moving down. Get a sense that you know, in a in a normal day, one would likely be set to 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 heading down. Um, and these aren't side by side. This is a fairly wide space. Um, each of these escalators is uh, wide enough that uh, two humanoid figures could easily stand shoulder to shoulder. Again, high efficiency on all these things. Um, in the center of the space, there is um, a large. Uh, ramp that is um, just kind of you know carved into the stone. We've got metal overlay. Uh, if you think about like a Tony Hawk game, this is the kind of thing you would grind down. Um, but it is uh, just kind of a wide, broad ramp that separates these two uh, elevators. And all the way up um, this ramp are um, uh, large glass screens. Uh, those kind of classic sci-fi, uh, read them from either side, panes of glass that are showing um, kind of moving images. Uh, in this case, um, all of them um, are showing um, uh, sort of like welcome, uh, like welcome to the primerhood um, ads. Uh, you get the sense that these are, are similar to what will be played um, back planet side. Um, but there are a lot of those like incredibly weird corporate like timeshare style ads where, you know, it's like, you know, a happy like orc and elf holding hands with, you know, their children, like walking into a primer hood and like putting on their Amazon, like yellow and, and black outfits and happily putting like hard hats on, putting hard hats on the kids and then just happily stuffing boxes, um, you know, the whole, the whole routine. Uh, so there's a variety of those showing, um, creating a, a, a sort of cacophony of, um, of admittedly like, low volume uh, ads. You get the sense it's like targeted audio. So as you go up, it'll kind of hit you. But um, over and above that, as we established last episode, you can hear uh, a sound of a kerfuffle uh, at the concourse uh, that these these escalators lead to. So um, much like if you've been, uh, I'm thinking specifically of, I think it's Chicago, I think it's O'Hare, coming out of O'Hare to like airport to the subway and everything else, is like one of these sorts of things where there's kind of a, a domed, uh, not a domed roof, but um, kind of a curvature to the roof. Um, it's not super high above the escalators. Like it, it does still feel like you're, you're kind of coming up through a tunnel. Um, so you don't have direct line of sight. It also goes up uh, a, a decent distance. Uh, this thing has been buried. So, you know, it'll probably take about a minute of riding this escalator mm. to reach, okay. uh, to reach the top. 
Um, to the uh, left, or sorry, to the on the inner side of each of these escalators, there is a um, just a, a straight um, luggage ramp, uh, similar to what you'd see at an airport, but small. Um, so probably, sorry, closer to what you would see uh, going through uh, an X-ray scanner at an airport. So for hand mm. luggage, backpacks, that sort of thing, um, there are two um, uh, large carousels on on either side of this space before the escalators uh, for oversized luggage. So think very much an airport um, uh, luggage conveyor belt. Um, just a little bit of it's exposed, but clearly lifts heavier luggage or things that would likely be carried by uh, employees rather than executives up um, to the uh, the higher floors. Um, you can see um, some bags that uh, didn't quite make it to these uh, these things. Um, there's like uh, a lot of stuff you'd expect to see the MFTs traveling with. So like large uh, magical trunks with, you know, like stickers on them and then that sort of thing. Um, Alan, you can feel um, stray <laughs> magic from basically um, ingredients um, and uh, from the various things. Uh, you know, like if, if if you were playing like by the rules and actually needed um, all manner of uh, of bits and pieces to cast your spells, it's that sort of. No, nah, man, that's why I got to focus, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, but of course, the MFTs are not nearly as advanced as you because you abandoned them, and when you went back to your own world and left them in control of evil people and a, a very well-meaning very dead robot yeah i don't uh, sense any like healing potions do i <laughs> you know what um go ahead and roll me a oh, what are we gonna do let's let's say uh let's do uh investigation, investigation. Yeah. yeah this would normally be like an arcana but you don't yeah. have that on the sheet <laughs> that's true but it's both they're both intelligence yeah, so. just to give you vehicles land yeah, yeah. i guess so. <laughs> that's 19 19 um you can fucking smell a healing potion um it's just like again you're you're so starved for anything magical or alchemical that isn't run on fucking quantum energy yes um it's not here you, you do a quick look through this luggage it's mostly nonsense oh. ingredients um but you can tell it's nearby which honestly probably means there's some unclaimed luggage somewhere um likely up top that will have a healing potion in it so you know there is a healing potion somewhere up there um, okay. You know, somewhere up there beneath yep. the pale moonlight. Um, so that is what you get from this. That's kind of the the lay of the land. Um, as I say, the escalators are both going up, and they exit. Like from the angle you're at, you can't really see what's up there, but you know they exit onto a larger concourse. You can see um, a high vaulted ceiling beyond that, uh, and you can hear all manner of echoey conversation it really is like a lot of voices talking which tracks with how many execs you know left the um of the space you hear clinking of glasses uh raised voices all, all that sort of stuff um what do you do declan will get low um stay kind of crouching and then what he wants to do is move his way up to uh, one of the escalators and then essentially get on it low with his rifle raised where he's got the ability to look up but he'll theoretically see anybody the moment they'll say him and just use as much of the surrounding metal and other area as cover from where he'd be kind of in his hiding slash auto advance place okay so you're gonna ride ride the escalator up from a like essentially like sniper crouch 
Yes. We're playing a lot of XCOM. So like, I know, mm -hmm. I, you know, you got like a little mm -hmm. full shield on your right and like a half shield ahead of you and get up there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Um, honor system, what are you doing? Um, is there any indication? No. I'll ask anyway. Uh, is there any indication of the presence of armed guards? Based on the two ambushes that have been sprung on you, you would assume there, there has to be someone also based on what you've seen of these executives. If there wasn't someone competent with them, the odds of them making it this far are very low. Like they had to operate a train. They had to move real quick that one time. Like they didn't step out immediately onto the track and get pulped by trains. Like there's, there's definitely some coordination going here. So I think it'd be safe to assume that there is likely some, some armaments up there. Plus you, you've had ambushes laid for you twice now. Yeah. So they're clearly aware that they right. could be being chased. Okay. And sorry, did you say there was like a separate thing for luggage going to go up? Yeah. So there's two separate luggage systems. Right. Um, there's the oversized luggage. There's one on either side of like left and right wall. Um, that are just those those circular carousels where you like mm -hmm. throw a big bag on it and it just disappears somewhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, then to either side of the escalators, there are smaller ramps similar to what you would see going through an X-ray machine or um, at uh, some grocery stores where they have the like put your cart on it and it'll take take it up with you. Um, so yeah, uh, just kind of conveyor belt ramps that run alongside that you could put like a briefcase on. Um, they're probably about two feet wide. Well, it doesn't feel like a good idea to get on the big one and just go somewhere else. Um, so I, I will join Declan, not on his escalator, but on the the luggage belt that goes up. All right. So Declan, shall we say you're on left and <clears throat> would you take the left or right escalator? I don't know if this really matters too, too much. But left. Left. Okay. Um, and honor system, you're going to go up the luggage. Yep. The small, like the, the carry on peg. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And Alan, what would you like to do? I'd like to, I'd like to put myself into a piece of luggage and go up the luggage ramp, <laughs> but like, I leave mean, Declan it, like, would help with this. I feel like we'd help. Yeah. And, but on the other side, a hockey bag. Yeah. 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 Um, and leave it like a, a like have it a jar if it's like a trunk type of thing or i don't know how advanced these are but okay, like well, let's let's take another investigation check okay. to see what kind of bag you can find excellent uh 10 can we assist with finding alan a trunk i feel like if alan had expressed this wish um i'll let you assist the catch here is it's uh, i'm rolling not to be like are there stuff it's like but what what is actually there so at 10 it's not great um, so, uh, I think we'll say it's not quite like, it's not like a, a, a convenient <laughs> human sized, uh, you know, hockey bag, yeah. um, or like uh, a large rucksack, I guess, for those of you not from Canada, where a hockey bag is just very clearly a certain size and shape. Um, uh, instead, uh, you find a, um, we'll say it's this, this same like trunk that is full of, uh, alchemical ingredients, all kind of low grade. You just dump those out. Um, yeah. You're gonna have to kind of pull your knees up uh, and uh, and kind of you know fetal position it, but yeah. with honor system and Declan's help, uh, they can they can squish you in. Now you were okay. talking about trying to leave this bag open. This is a trunk with clasps. So if the clasps are closed, you will be very very stealthy. If the clasps are open, 
less stealthy, but you will have more options. I, Either way, we'll see. I need to leave them open and like when, have when I mean, something sticking out, to, like to just like prop it. I need to be able to see. I mean, because if this, if 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 the bag comes up and they start shooting, I need to be able to misty step the fuck out of there. Yes, well, we've we've got a couple of options here, Alan. So one of the things is we could just straight up bust these clasps off because I think the last thing you want to do is let it swing shut and close itself and you're fucked. Also, we could put some breathing holes or some little fucking eye holes up front so you can jump out if you need. That's perfect. Okay, so we'll do that. Brandy yes. will help because I got my brandy made Let's knife. Step aside, yeah, and we'll just start stabbing the shit out of this trunk. <laughs> All right, and then the other question is, I couldn't quite tell, Alan, when you said, put me in a bag. If you wanted to try for us to jam it in this little thing here, everyone can see, or if you want to go through the secret side thing for big things over there. The secret one. All right, that'll get you around the flank. Yes. Hopefully they aren't looking for fucking giant briefcases full of a wizard. Okay, you want to get into the box? I feel like, is it stabbed enough system? You're our expert on all things sharp. Uh, uh, Honor system has just finished sort of like shearing the clasps off from like where they're affixed to the the trunk. Uh, and he'll uh, we'll say, it's done. All right, perfect. Are you going to be okay in there with your ball of fingers and your bird, or do they need to go up a different way? No, they're... <laughs> Little Richard and Billy are fine. They're, they're, they're tucked in. They're used to this. All right, well then... I mean, not this specifically, but this in general... I was wondering if that was like a thing you did back in your world where you were like, oh, horses pull everything and we all travel around inside fucking boxes. It could happen. I think last it was a barrel, but... It doesn't matter. I love that you get mad when we share any detail about anything and you just share them all. What? You're a wonder of contradictions. Get in the fucking box. Uh, no time to argue, so she gets in. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, Alan, you clamber into the box, lid shuts. Um, immediately, like, in my head, at least, like, the Acme theme uh, from uh, Looney Tunes is playing as you like get pulled away into oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a fucking modern times Buster Keaton <clears throat> machine. Uh, realistically, you're just pulled onto um, a, a, another ramp. And as as you're watching Alan, like it's tight quarters in here, but it really does just seem to be a conveyance from here. Like you're pulling away from the main space, but also looping back around mm -hmm. as, as you travel upward. Um so uh, you will arrive um, later than Declan and Honor System, but to Declan's point, you'll be flanking because you're coming up the other wall, yeah. um, and you're you're in in full stealth cover. So with that, uh, Declan and Honor System, you you go to take up your your ramps. Uh, anything you would want to say or do before you go? I mean, if you're going to go on this little ramp, like should we wrap you in some fucking blankets or something so they don't just see a ninja droid laying on a ramp? I will I will wait approximately five seconds while you ride the escalator before I join so that I don't need to disguise myself. You will be able to reveal our position by firing a shot, at which point I will be not far behind to spring forward and begin engaging the closest targets. All right, so I'll stay sneaky. I'll take the first shot and then we'll go to fucking war. I don't think we have a fallback plan. There's more people fucking behind us, so there's no bonus to waiting. No. No, there is not. 
So awkward question before we go on this death mission. I mean, Alan's in a box. She's going to be a fucking wild. Uh, have you backed yourself up any time recently? No, I haven't. Fuck. Normally I'd say we could back you up, but I fried my fucking hacking device so I don't got shit. Yes, it makes me feel alive. Okay, well, good. Just don't die. Right. You too. Perfect. And with that sage advice bringing in your ears, Declan, um, you, you board the escalator. So the metallic steps carry you uh, upward. Um, and as you go, again, you're, you're assaulted, um, not quite optimally because these things are keyed to a very specific height. So they're kind of missing you. Um, but with all manner of, uh, of, of um, messaging, uh, extolling the virtues of, um, of uh, joining the hive um, and of, of the, the, the joy and satisfaction unlike any that uh, a mortal can experience uh, to be part of a God's vision um, and to be part of a God's plan and to just buzz happily away. Um, that is quickly overpowered uh, by a cacophony of voices. And this sounds a little bit like, um, again, if you've been in a busy airport terminal uh, or busy train station like Union Station here in Toronto, um, uh, or, you know, before, um, a, like at a sporting event, uh, anywhere where there's a large crowd, just a lot of voices echoing off a large space. Um, but also, uh, clearly I think cause Declan, you're, you're trained to listen very particularly, um, a variety of conversations happening. Um, you're, you're just catching glimpses. I think maybe let's get a, let's get a perception from you to see kind of how much you're getting on this. I'm going to give you advantage because you actually have a decent amount of time to be listening. It's, it's like, it's a cacophony, but you have enough time to be able to maybe parse through some of it. All right. That is a 29, 29. Okay. So, um, the, the snippets of conversation you're getting, like, that's a tremendously good role. Uh, I can't give you like too, too much because of the nature mm-hmm. of, of what it is. Um, you're getting, uh, coverage, from the uh, the prime road launches so there's clearly again more video screens delivering um the uh, the reporting on on this um you can hear uh some loud complaining um about uh, being stuck just like general grumbling um it's the sorts of things you've heard before um as we established at the end of the last episode uh you hear um there seems to be a, a an animated and exi- ex- exhilarated and excited betting pool going of some sort um you hear smart odds on whether or not they got them whether or not they're dead just kind of echoing down here um and um you uh can hear just kind of a rhythmic banging of of metal on metal um that's just seeming to go at, at a regular interval um it seems a bit muted uh a little far away um but those are kind of the the immediate sounds uh that you're hearing from the space above. Alrighty. Cool. The plan's locked in and there's nobody to talk to, so good to know. Uh, you do have microbeads, but they may not yeah, have anything to say. Yeah, I think the death pool thing is just fucked up, so that just, like, ups the body count in his negotiation <laughs> strategy. The metal banging 
it's it's rhythmic like it's consistent um from what you can hear it's it's rhythmic yeah all right system the only thing i can't make out is there's some kind of metal fucking banging it's rhythmic but i don't know what the fuck it is everybody else is just having a fucking party betting on whether or not we get fucking murdered perhaps you could time your shots to it perhaps it would give us just that much more time more confusion if there are are large numbers up there confusion is to our advantage that's fucking clever i'll shoot whoever's in charge and whoever's not gonna get spotted by the others and i'll try to match this fucking rhythm alan how's it being in a fucking box well i mean it's i'm in a box (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't really know what to say outside of that it's just like (laughs) i mean it's it's not it's it's accurate and (laughs) But I can, like, hear what they're hearing. You you can, no, you can hear what they're saying to you, but uh, in here... You get the same sub-vocal as the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In here, you're just hearing the the, the heavy whir of of operating machinery. Yeah. So, I I mean, I can't hear what you're talking about, so... uh, uh. That's all right. What I'll tell you, based on our previous experiences, if you come out and there's a giant fucking robot... Blast that motherfucker. We don't want to have to stab it. It goes real bad for both of us. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Good. If they're people, we'll fucking kill him. But if there's big robots, please let that be a you thing. Well, fingers crossed for people. You feel Billy Fingers cross all of his fingies um, uh, against your hip. I, aw, Billy. Wait, what did Billy do? He's crossing his fingers for me. Well, I think he might be doing it for us, you know. There's a whole there's three of us here. Okay. Billy, who are you doing it for? Uh he gives you like a eh, and then just taps you. <laughs> yeah, all of us. And then he immediately <laughs> skitters across your body with speed you that that almost catches you off guard. Um and he like raps on your chest angrily and then he points at little Richard and then he like crosses his fingers and, and points at Richard again and then gives you a thumbs up. He wants you to know that he also oh. is doing it for, for little Richard. He doesn't want to let a member of the team down. Oh, all right, Billy, I mean, that's great. You scared the shit out of me for a second, but okay. <laughs> he just rolls just... his hand in like a, I'm a ball of fingers way. Of course he scared the shit out of you. That's kind of his thing. Um, in less fun news, Declan, you arrive at the top of the escalator uh, so as you described it, you wanted to be kind of like on the lookout for whatever is up there. Yeah. Um, so um, as you start to crest, uh, you know, the, as the space starts to open up around you, you can see a, a massive uh, vaulted ceiling. Um, there's a huge chandelier hanging kind of um, high up, very ornate. Everything is electronic on it. It's all LEDs, which is just kind of the worst combination of things. Where it's like, oh, it's, it's old and fancy, but also like cheap and modern. (laughs) Um, uh, You can see large, large, large screens um, and a massive metallic door uh, in the distance. Um, It seems to be kind of like a massive um, stone arch with a huge blast door dropped um, uh, behind it. Uh, You can hear the banging echoing off that. Um, There's definitely like the the things are are getting louder. the top of the escalator is completely uh, unobstructed. Can you roll me a mind save, please? 
What? Ten. Ten. Um, you don't quite know what that could mean, but it probably doesn't mean anything good. Yeah, I think... If he can't see what's coming up yet, and he's closing in on the top, but he's got honor system coming behind him, then he's actually going to have to prep because he's going to have to react really quickly when he gets to the top. But there's no way to go back. They have to do this. This is just triggering the ambush. So he is going to lay down prone on the stairs and get his rifle in position. So the moment he crests, he might get a shot at before the ambushers of whatever the fuck is coming. Cool. Um, all right. So I'm going to... <laughs> now, we'll, we'll start this out after this occurs. Just try to figure out when to do initiative. Um, okay. So... Uh, oh, and he realizes while he's in position, honor system set him up right which is he's also got a flash grenade. So he'd like to flash grenade so it goes off just before he goes over so he can shoot and theoretically somebody's startled if they're there. And right. is, I was going to say it is ahead, but he actually says, these fucking flash grenades are so good. Thank you, sister. This could have been a real bullet to the face scenario otherwise. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, Declan, with that, you lob the grenade up and over. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. 
Hello friends, Ryan here for another ad, but this ad includes how you don't have to hear me do ads anymore. That's right, if you join the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon, you can get an ad-free feed to this show for just $5 a month. And that's not all you get. You also get an ad-free feed for Warhammer 40k, The Valentine Heresy, another one of our podcasts. Plus, you get weekly video tableside chats so you know what's going on with the company, what's going on with us. Plus, you get access at that same tier to our fan and patron-only Discord. It's exclusive. You get access to all of us. Our casts are there. Our creative teams are there. A bunch of other fans are there. This is a great opportunity for you to escape ads, get more of the stuff you want, less of the stuff you don't. Patreon.com slash dice. That's patreon.com slash D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join up today and get your ad-free feed now. Sure enough, just past uh, kind of where, where you can see, you just hear someone say, Uh, sir, I think they threw some... And then there's just like a blast of, of light and noise. Um... <laughs> And immediately, um, uh, uh, like chain laser fire, just blasts uh, chunks out of the ceiling above you, um, just spraying across the top of the tunnel, ripping chunks of concrete out. Uh, and Declan, as you as you crest up and over, um, about a, a meter and a half back uh, from the escalator, there is a a rough barricade made of flipped over. Uh, tables and luggage, um, and there's a tripod gun set up, um, just like a chain gun firing laser fire with um, a uh, an executive behind it, just wheeling it um, wildly. As uh, as you see, um, uh, a, a merc in drone uh, armor, but like really much more, um, much more of like the livery of the. Uh, Oh God, what was the, the escrow? Like there's, there's like a spray of yellow and a spray of black across his like chest piece. But like, realistically, this guy's kind of like, yeah, fucking fine. I work for you. Um, so a hard case, uh, clearly someone who, who's like a, a proper Merc. Um, and he's like fighting with his helmet. Uh, clearly the, 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 uh, optics have, have been blown out by the flash grenade. So he's like trying to like uncouple it, but you know, it's like a Batman, you know, it's like when, like a race car driver, someone else just like unclasp a bunch of shit. And it's like the Batman problem of you can't just rip it off. So he's trying to get the helmet off. Um, executive firing a chain gun. There's another one on the other stairwell also firing wildly. Um, but uh, they're shooting at standing level, not low, which means Declan McCready, you get your, you get your free shot. Uh, what do you do? Beautiful. Chain gunner aiming at our section. Fuck that guy. That guy's got to go. That's my number one target. All right. Um, I'll give you advantage because of the way you set up all of this. And I know you're going to hate this, but this is technically a sneak attack. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I mean, fucking all right. <laughs> all right. That is a 31 to hit. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh yeah, that that'll uh yeah. Yeah, that'll 19 be. plus 12. It adds up. <laughs> Not in my head it doesn't, but I'll take oh, your word damn. for it. And that is a grand total of 45 ballistic damage. Ooh. 
the chain gunner pops like a grape. Um, it just like the bullet tears through like center mass through the heart, blows out his back. Uh, he falls forward onto the gun. Um, the gun sort of like swings wildly uh, down and away um, uh, from you. I'm going to roll a dice to see what direction it goes. Okay. Um, also happily away from honor system. So further to the left um, and you just hear it start to pummel. Like again, you're hearing like uh, chunks of things uh, tearing. You start to hear screams uh, and a small explosion um, as the, uh, the chain gun just um, sprays across uh, into uh, parts unknown. Uh, and that will bring us into initiative order. So uh, Declan, Ow. honor system and Alan, if you could please roll. Nat 20. That's highly appropriate for what's going on, I think. Uh, 22. Although I assume Declan still goes first. Declan will go first. I'm sure it's nat 20 plus a lot. Yeah, that becomes a 25. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. I got 13. 13 for Alan. Okay. Which also seems right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, you actually won't act this round at all, but you will. Because I'm. In a box. A, a box, yeah. Yep. You know, I just got all that baggage. Um, all right, so for <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, this is also highly appropriate, but kind of embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> initiatives of four, two, and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Row, row, Reggie. Okay. <laughs> Let's do this thing. So, Declan, uh, you now have full full view uh, of of the the concourse. Um, as I said, uh, coming up off the escalators, there are two um, uh, ambush nests. Uh, each one has an exec with uh, a chain gun. Um, and again, these aren't like full like heavy heavy chain guns. They're they're um, uh, small enough that they could fit. You know, you could throw one over your shoulder. Um, uh, kind of like the M50 rifles with the boxier ammo. Yeah, hundred percent ammo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was literally when I was designing this, thinking of like Perfect Dark had a laptop gun that you could like yes. throw and it would pop up into a little turret. It's like kind of that size, so enough that he can lay down like a lot of fire. AKA, if someone untrained were to fire this thing near a target, they would probably hit, but not like a heavy duty like you know rotary cannon on a on a thing. So, um. There's two of those. Each has a, a mercenary uh, assigned to it. Um, and the space itself is a large rectangular room with a vaulted ceiling. Uh, in the corners of the rooms are uh, similar to what you'll see in airports where they kind of carve out space, um, just kind of like under things into the sides for restaurants and that sort of thing. Um, you can see uh, at the far end of, um, so if we're using our, our traditional north, south, east, west, uh, against the north wall, most of the north wall is this large um, archway that it clearly has like an emergency shutter dropped um, on it. Um, this doesn't look like a you know like a a security door. It looks instead like a if vacuum problems happened, like you would drop this. Um, it clearly leads into kind of the proper entryway to the citadel. This is very much like here's the train station. That's access to to citadel. Um, in the northeast corner, um, there is a bar. Um, so the literally, it's like it's like the corner has been cut off, like it's a piece of paper in Battlestar Galactica. 
and beyond that piece is like uh, an alcove basically bar situation so again like bad airport bar uh ryan what is the name of this particular space bar uh the moon unit the moon unit love it um so uh the moon unit um it has uh cafe style like circular tables out spilling out of it to kind of create that welcoming atmosphere before you get into weird almost subterranean um like concourse bar um and you can see there are a number of executives um enjoying drinks um that they've clearly pilfered uh from inside uh, the moon unit um above uh this kind of little patio um on an angle so you can kind of look up at it is a massive screen showing the primer hood launch um on the northwest, uh, yeah, uh, on the north, oh, I'm sorry, I mixed this up. That was the northwest corner. The northeast corner is a restaurant. Uh, Tyler, what is the name of the restaurant? Uh, 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 Lunas. Lunas, great. Yeah. Um, so there's just a like a, a large neon sign uh, of of a cat with like eyes pointing in either direction, <laughs> a little <laughs> smile specifically, yeah. um, and uh, in big like swirling script it says Luna's, um, and similarly patio set, set up outside. This patio is is nice, like square tables that got like a tablecloth on them, going for almost like an Italian bistro vibe. Um, uh, the chairs are kind of. Um, uh, like look like wrought iron. They're probably 3D printed, but you know, like there there are efforts being put in to make this place feel a little bit more, more cozy. Uh, unfortunately, those efforts are wasted on the assholes who are complaining like crazy, sitting around. And these are the looking at my watch, pointing at my watch. Why aren't we through the doors yet? Um, people who are always mad about uh, being being kept from anything they want. Um, so there's a, a group of complainers um, who are having uh, a, a variety of arguments and venting frustrations uh, about this whole situation. Um, uh, they would love to talk to the manager. The manager is upstairs somewhere, and they're just generally frustrated about all of this. Uh, and there's a, a, a beleaguered um, a waiter robot just like wheeling around between them on like a unicycle, single unicycle wheel. Um so we've got the complainers in the north uh, east corner. We've got uh, at Luna's. We've got uh, the bets happening uh, over at the Moon Unit Bar. In the center of the space, uh, there is a uh, fountain uh, with a large staff statue of Bezos, um, looking majestic, um, holding uh, the, the planet in one hand, in kind of an alas, poor Yorick Hamlet skull way. Um, it's a visionary statue, the kind of thing you'd expect to see in like Bioshock or something, where it's just you know, person sure. with a head full of bees uh, staring uh, at at uh, the world to come. Um, there are benches around it um, that are currently empty, um, but clearly it's it's kind of meant to be a, a spot. Uh, beyond that, dead center against the north wall uh, with this giant door, there's a small breach team trying to open the door. Um, so you've got uh, three mercenaries, um, and the rhythmic banging uh, is an iron chef unit that has been uh, pilfered uh, from Luna's that is just swinging uh, like meat mallets in a, a non-stop um kind of rhythm against the door trying to like basically brute force through the uh through the entranceway um the breach team also has several executives who are trying other things you can see there's one trying to hack 
um, trying to hack the lock. Like there's, it's, it's a classic, like three people doing badly in an escape room where they're all like around it. And you know, there's a lot of pointing and like, no, try this, try this. Um, otherwise to your left and right, um, Declan, as you come up against the East wall and the West wall, massive, massive screen in the center, dead center and either one showing primer hood launches. Um, there are a couple of doors that seem to lead off into bathrooms on either side, um, directly to your left as you come up that is currently having fire sprayed into it is a security station was a security station. Um, but the, uh, having, uh, shot the, uh, the guy on the tripod gun, his tripod gun is now pulping that station and everyone inside it. Uh, and on the other side, you can see a big, um, communications, uh, bay. So basically there's like restaurants in the North side, the South side, there was the security station and then a comm station um, that is meant to uh, communicate to the rest of the place. Uh, and I should say under the east and west wall screen are where the luggage carousels come out. So Alan, you will be coming out under the east wall um, large screen uh, presently. Right. So that and is the, the nest, situation. The nests have been set up kind of in the on the floor in the bigger space directly in front of. Yes. Yeah. This? So yeah. basically um, they're like a meter and a half to two meters off of the, the lip of the escalator to essentially prevent exactly what you were originally planning on doing from happening. So if someone's coming up with a gun, the idea was that there's not, not someone like standing directly at the top. They're far enough back that they wouldn't be immediately seen. And because they've got these chain guns, the theory would be the second they see anything of anything, they can just pray and they spray. Can shred it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unfortunately you were too low and you flashbang them. So they didn't have a, a clear target, but these, so and again, the these bases, unfortunately, is... who saw me on Tom? <laughs> the, the, so the room for us is security and nests behind them. Uh, the like showers, the, the statue. Yep. And then behind that are where we see restaurant bar and breach team. That's correct. Yeah. Right. About how far away from us are breach team, just for my brain. Um, breach team is, we'll say, uh, 120. Um, okay, so cool. the concourse so is big, ways. but it's not, like, it's not massive, but it's big enough. Um, because, again, the theory is that in future, there could be a lot of traffic coming through here. Yeah, that all makes sense. So Declan would just sub-vocalize, yeah, big fucking robot confirmed. <laughs> Only sees the Iron <laughs> Chef, because that's the thing that scares him the most. Uh, and then he would swivel and his first shot would be into the chain gunner and nest two because that's the biggest yeah. threat to system being able to get there great so go ahead uh take your attack um because you're going ahead of everyone they're still dazed um they'll shake that off at the beginning of their turn so again i'm so sorry whose side am i on <laughs> it's a sneak attack and you can have advantage because they set it up in exactly the same place so you know where to look <laughs> Tom, like, I feel I, like it's the kind of thing where, like, you fired and then, like, you were turning the gun just in case they did what you think they were going to do, and they did. So you're like, all right, well, yeah. So there. this time I only rolled a 30. Oh, oh. Well, get the fuck out of here with that. Look, if there's one thing I know <laughs> what about to um, <laughs> part de, uh, if there's one thing I know about, um, you know, ill trained mid level managers who are using guns for the first time, it's that they're super good at getting out of the way. No, 30 will absolutely hit. Yep. <laughs> and that also does 45 ballistic damage. Great. You just like, you make an acute angle out of that son of a bitch. Uh, just like goes through his ribs. Um, uh, just, just <laughs> cracks him in half. Um, his gun just fires like a straight line up uh, uh, into the ceiling, um, sort of like rapidly spinning and then uh, stops firing when his, his hand slides bloodily off the trigger. 
great. Declan, because this is a, a situation where a bunch of people will probably be shooting at him, uh, is just going to stay prone because I think that gives disadvantage to get shot. There's something there that adds up to being prone because there's a bonus somehow. Yeah, it's disadvantage to hit you with ranged, advantage to hit you with uh, melee because you're you're prone. Yeah, so, yeah hard to shoot. Sense. <laughs> Easy to smack. Um, yeah, he, he's gonna he's gonna stay where he is for this one. Um, yeah, I think because otherwise his bonus actions are like. Dash, disengage, or hide. Is there anywhere he could get to to hide? I guess it'd be the other. I mean, is- yeah, I was gonna pitch this to you. Um, because these barricades have been hastily constructed, you could actually take cover against the theoretically like the the enemy side of the barricade, like your side of the barricade. You could actually use this cover in the same way the gunner behind it was using it as cover. You can just slide like do the, the uh, classic gears of war, you know, roadie run, slide up against it, and then you'll have you'll have cover. Yeah, so he he'd actually like to do that because with the one guy's helmet down and the two shooters dead, he's he's going to use his bonus action to try to hide to just see if he can make it to that wall and have nobody know he made it there yet. Like shooter must still be on the stairs. Right. Okay. So I'm going to roll for the the merc who is assigned to the the second gunner. Yep. Um. No, I rolled a four. So I think um she. I mean, do you want to, to see if I get the nat one? Should we just see in case? I mean, sure. Yep, yep. Stranger that feels things have fair. happened. Yep, Ryan, yeah, right. whose side are you on? I'm, I'm on the <laughs> side of narrative. <laughs> like uh, I no, said, no. mine. Yeah, uh, 19. So, no, I'm good. Great. Uh, sorry, I rolled a four. So, the Merc on the other gun, um, who's overseeing the other gunner, uh, rather than trying to get her helmet off, um, she literally is just, like, holding the power button. Uh, on the back, um, and I think blind firing with her pistol as she does it, um, kind of like running uh, towards the comm section, admittedly blindly, but um, rebooting her helmet uh, rather than trying to get it off. Realizing it's faster to just reboot the fucking thing than it is to try and like uncouple it from all her her systems. Um, cool. All right. So Declan, you were su- you've successfully hidden. Uh, no one else was looking for this. Everyone else is otherwise uh, occupied. And as we established, most of these people are kind of drunk. And they're not built for this. Um, so you immediately hear shouts of like, 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 who's the shooter? Where's the shoot? What? What? And meanwhile, in the betting pool, you just hear people like, I told you, I told you, I told you Tendris couldn't make that shot. I told you he couldn't make any shots. That's credits for me, boys. Um, as some idiot uh, makes some money before getting killed. Uh, honor system. Uh, Declan introduced the idea of Christmas to you not that long ago. <laughs> uh, Christmas for you might be arriving at the top of this luggage uh, cart to see Declan hiding against your side of a barricade, two dead gunners who were gone, um, one mercenary uh, struggling to get his helmet off, another one uh, is is blind firing with a pistol while running away, uh, and beyond that, there's just a lot of execs, and then some. Uh, like again, a, a large uh, Iron Chef robot and uh, several, um, uh, three mercenaries working on a door with with some executives at the front of the room. Uh, what do you do? Uh, honor system um, in preparation for this moment basically assumed the position of a sprinter at the starting line uh, okay. as as this as this uh, conveyor belt for luggage kind of crested the top, um, and kind of as soon as. Declan's shots were fired and he could basically see the situation. He takes off at a full sprint. Um, uh, knowing that Declan is 
uh, like, like hearing stuff like where's the shooter and stuff like that. Um, mm. He doesn't want to go to Declan. He wants to create chaos. And so honor system will sprint and just full, like, like, like long jump into the crowd of executives uh, at the restaurant is I think where they were Luna's. Yeah, so you go yeah. for the complainers or the betting team. So the betting team, sorry. Okay, betting team. That, sure. Yeah. That's a moon unit. That's a moon unit. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he'll he'll like cross and 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 book it for for moon unit and just jump into that crowd and just grab an executive. Uh and he just has a human shield now. He's got his sword out uh, <laughs> and, and it's just just seconds more of like that chaos and confusion so that Declan can just get off as many like clean sure shots as possible. So all right, so I need a, a, let's just go with pure strength. Uh, we'll do an opposed check for this grab. Strength, that's a save. What is it regularly? Oh, it's the same, okay. Uh, 17. 17, cool, doesn't matter. Anything but a one, you win. He's just a, a fleshy, fleshy uh, elf man. He is not built for this. Um, so yeah, you you grab uh, the, uh, the exec, who is admittedly wearing a nice, a nice suit. Again, we, we said so the people we've been seeing to this point have been wearing kind of like slightly threadbare, a little bit of a shine on it, like older suits. Um, this guy's wearing what was cutting edge right before the conglomerate fell. Uh, big 10 gallon hat um, uh, that he's got like little holes cut into so his elf ears can poke through. Nice. Um, and uh, is in the middle of trying to collect a bunch of bets uh, when when you grab them uh, and, uh, and hold them up. Uh, and it just says, well, hey, now, hey, now, oh, hey, I don't owe you any any credits. I, I'm about to get a big old payout. So how about you just put me down? I'll make you a very rich robot. I've got my arm, like, around his uh, neck is mm-hmm. how I'm kind of holding him. And I just squeeze tighter just so to shut him <laughs> up. <laughs> um, one of, uh, beside you, uh, one of the, the other people who's, like, backing away from you, uh, uh, they just look at you and they're like, honestly... I know you're probably going to kill us all, but uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I kick a table at him. Like, I, <laughs> I don't um, give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I rolled a one for his uh, reflex save. Uh, so just like you hear a crunch um, as his ribs go, uh, and he just like looks at oh. you and manages a, a Terminator-style thumbs up uh, <laughs> as he falls forward onto the table. Uh, dead uh, honor system. Um, so you've grabbed, you've booted. I think that's probably unless you're going to like use an action surge or something crazy. I think that's probably your your round. no. Yeah, it's saving saving the big guns for g- people with guns. Uh, I'm I'm quite fine here to just cause fear and panic amongst these executives. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> all right, um, Alan. Yo. Um, you you hear um, screams, shouts, uh, 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 exclamations of surprise as you slowly wheel up and over, and there's a little <laughs> bit of a bump, um, yeah. and then you just are are literally doing like you know a panorama pan of of the space as <laughs> uh, as you do a lap. Um, when when would you spring out? As I mean, am I I'm coming. Uh, behind the screens, right on the east um, side, beneath the screen. Yeah, beneath so the screen. You're on the east wall. Yep. There's a massive screen above you mm-hmm. uh, against the wall, but yeah, you're you're just on a little 
um, almost like a half moon um, conveyor belt that just kind of peeks out yeah. from around the wall, then disappears back into the wall. And we cut eye holes in for you in the in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got all sorts of, of, of yeah. various yeah, and it's like, holes that have been put in this thing. There's speed holes, there's eye holes, there's yeah, breath right. holes. Like you, you, this thing does it. Eye <laughs> holes. Yeah. So it so kind of basically in front of me, I'm seeing the folks at the restaurant, the complainers. Yeah. Yeah. So you're coming out on complainer sites. So you're yeah. seeing the complainers like um panicking in a very again, like entitled way. Like they're packing up their stuff. Yeah. Before they panic and run. But they're doing it quickly. Um, you see them, and then kind of as your your bag continues to pan, you see the breach team, uh, mm-hmm. the two mercenaries, or the three mercenaries. Um, one of them is remaining with uh, the robot, uh, but two of them are uh, raising uh, SMGs um, towards honor system. It's not their round yet, so you can imagine this is the like, oh shit moment as they kind of turn and, and raise. Um, and then you can see honor system in the bedding section of moon unit. Well, I can't, no, I can't let them fire. I don't like that. Um, and the complainers don't have any weapons, correct? Yeah. Not that you've seen. Uh, I will also say these mercenaries, the three of them and the iron chef are all grouped together. If you, I think you did also hear big fucking robot confirmed. That's that's Yeah. 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 You, yeah. I'd heard that warning and to like basically attack as soon as I saw so Alan wanting, having been given this like basically directive to take out the Iron Chef, especially, um, as soon as she sees it, um, within the trunk, within the luggage, there's just a crackling of electricity that starts to surround it. And she just like in one swift motion lifts the lid, steps out, and a bolt of lightning hits the Iron Chef and three bolts of lightning strike from the Iron Chef to each of the three mercs. Oh. As Alan casts Chain Alan Lightning. Alan wins coolest entrance. Alan wins coolest entrance. <laughs> have fucking, seen, that's fucking have John Chain Lightning Wu before? Shit. I think Alan's done it once before, maybe. God. I don't know. Damn. Or maybe I've just thought about using Never it. Never in 2099. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, oh. definitely not in front of y'all. No. All right. So, Laura, what do I need to roll on my side? Because I think it's this a is dex, get pretty It's fucked. a dex saving throw. All right. Well, that's a six, a three, and a five. Mm-hmm. And then I'll so, roll for the Iron yeah. Chef. Who is stationary and beating on a door? So, uh, does what's the the DC on your save? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I don't know in this in this world. I oh, okay. Then point. I'm gonna go ahead and earmark it as a 17. Does that sound about right? Based on how magical Alan is at this point. Uh, I would say like 15. Uh, 15 would have been, I think at level 14 would have okay. been, uh, so let's split the difference. I think we'll say, no, we'll say DC 16. 
I was going to ballpark it at 17, 15 was level 14, whatever. We'll say DC 16. Doesn't matter because I only know it was level. It was it was fifteen at level fucking eleven. I don't know. <laughs> but, well, again, there's no magical DCs in this fucking universe, so whatever. Um, I'm gonna like the the Iron Chef has disadvantage anyway, and I only yeah. rolled a seven, so I don't think it's getting up and over that ah, dex. Excellent. So doesn't really matter. I just wanted to know for for future. Because cool. I'm sitting here like just being like, oh, they fail, they fail, they fail because all yeah, these numbers yeah, yeah. are low. But I was like. We should probably establish what the fuck that number <laughs> yeah. is. What the bar is. Yeah. But all right. still. So they all failed. Yep. So they're all going to take full damage. So just give me a minute while I roll my D8s. Yes. Yes. Lots of dice. How many D8s is it, Laura? Ten. Oh, my, oh God. my God. No. Four. Hang on. Uh, did I say they all failed their saves? I meant they all <laughs> passed their saves. <laughs> they still die. Yeah. I was going to say, with that amount of dice, I feel like it's not looking good. All right. Four. Eight, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, uh, twenty, twenty-four, uh, twenty-six. That's twenty-seven. That's uh, not great, but it is what it is. Well, uh, it'll it'll do. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> lightning damage. That that Iron Chef's got. <laughs> Yeah, so being metallic, it's got to do something. <laughs> yeah, being being a metallic robot who isn't built to protect against electric shock because why would the chef be? Uh, so I was gonna say canonically, I think we said the chef was against ionic rounds from our last duel because they're so well made. He was EMP shielded. Oh, I don't know if that it. would preclude electrical. This is very different. I also feel like arcane lightning is a bit of a different case but regardless um so the uh the lightning hits the iron chef sparks off the iron chef mm-hmm. um the uh the iron chef continues to pound because as ryan as you point out like emp shielding probably means its main unit is is like protected enough that it won't like you know it's not gonna go fucking tin pot like beep bloop like r5 at the beginning of a new hope that's his name is he a jedi some stories would lead you to believe he was Fuck those stories. Um, but like that stupid droid that explodes. <laughs> he doesn't blow up. Um, so the Iron Chef continues to pound on the door. However, the lightning does cause some of his smaller extremities to go off. And as a result, uh, the mercenaries, as they're being shocked, just start getting stabbed and poked with like, um, you know, like meat forks um, and like a pizza cutter. And unfortunately, between that and lightning damage, uh, they just get kind of shredded as as the, the robot continues to pound on the door. Uh, however, having been shocked and realizing the threat, um, it slowly spins. Um, and, you know, as, as we established multiple segments, um, all of them slide into place, revealing um, a massive uh, uh, metallic mask of the restaurant from which it was pilfered. You must face down Iron Chef Luna amidst the concourse. The good news is two mercenaries remain. The rest are executives. Let's see what happens on their round. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is Carbon 2185, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yverne, and our ad music is No Control and Cheese. 
Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Wees, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers. And these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals. Or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them. Because, baby, I'm just getting started.